Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Ich warte seit Wochen auf diesen Tag und tanz vor Freude über den Asphalt. Als wär's ein Rhythmus, als gäb's ein Lied, das mich immer weiter durch die Straßen zieht. Komm dir entgegen. Hello and welcome to Gegenpressing, the Bundesliga podcast. This is the preview show brought to you in association with Get German Football News. I get that in right away. Um, Stefan, usually I would ask you how you're doing, but instead I'm going to ask you, how did your fantasy football team do this week? <laughs> um, you know, it had some good and had some bad. <clears throat> Excuse me. Let me clear my throat there. Um, it was okay. I'm still coming to terms with the the Bundesliga's fantasy football points um, system. For example, Gregory, who we talked about in last week's show, he actually picked up more points than Daniel Mal, even though Mal actually scored a goal. Um, so, still coming to terms with that. Um, but some players definitely let me down. My back line was dreadful. Also, Mitchell Wieser didn't do much against Bayern. Um, and <laughs> as we talked about on last week's show, which you mentioned and I should have paid attention to you, I had Florian Müller in goals for Freiburg and he didn't, he didn't play at all. Um, and I think that ended up costing me because I think, if I'm not mistaken, on, yeah, on match day one, I picked up 90 points, which currently has me ranked 163rd out of 210 in our in the gig impressing Liga, uh, Fantasy Football League. So, yeah, not a great start, but, you know, it's not the worst, I suppose. Yeah, my, my my start wasn't the best either. I'm placed 144th um, out of 259, which is worse than my ranking in the bike race I did on Saturday. So I guess <laughs> I'm a better cyclist than fantasy football predictor. Um, I don't know what that means about my future as a broadcaster about the Bundesliga. But um, my regret was um, going into this is that I didn't buy Alfonso Davies, which is what I always done in the past. And he collected a whole, I collect 32 points on match day one. Um, yeah. And I would have probably had him instead of Juranovic, who didn't even play. So that was a costly mistake. And I think, Stefan, that might be my first transfer. <laughs> Well, my first transfer is a new goalkeeper. I've actually gone for Oliver Bauman and Hoffenheim. And I've also brought in Kevin Vogt from uh, Hoffenheim, the defender. So that might say something about my predictions for this weekend. Um, but uh, yeah, I'll be interested to see. Quick shout out, by the way, to the current league leaders. Um, I'll try and give them a shout out every week, depending on team names, because I've been reading through them all, and some are fantastic. Some are little... Um, I'm not sure we can see them over the radio waves, but big shout out to Certified Vimmer, uh, who sits top right now. Uh, Monsen Gladbach, um, nice name there. And of course, 50 plus one in third place. Uh, you know, it wouldn't be a Bundesliga show without a good show for 50 plus one. We're, we're talking before we start recording, that must be Matt Ford. Uh, but we can't, we can't confirm that as of yet. But feel free to do confirm that if any of those are yours, uh, let us know on social media, um, in the chat, comments, etc. Um, yeah, let us know. I mean, if you are doing well, 
that's a well-deserved shout out. So I'm curious to see how it all is going to go. It's, it's only match day one. There's still lots of time, Stefan, to roll up the field from behind um, or finish even worse, whichever one it is. <laughs> but yes, um, that's also, before we jump into the main part of the show, a final shout out to set up your teams. Um, by the time of the recording, there's 22 hours left to do transfers. And I think the lineups, the changes to lineups end when the first game kicks off. So... Uh, make sure to get all of those in. I'm sure to make some changes today. Anyways, let's dive into this show um, after this little commercial break. This episode of the Bundesliga podcast is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. BetOnline continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wages, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use the promo code BELIEVE, that is B-L-E-A-V, BELIEVE, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. Um, yes, the game starts. The games start. We have one match day already done, Stefan. Um, what's your match of the week before we dive into this? Well, as you were saying, um, before we start recording, the Bundesliga are kind of labeling this as the, as the derby weekend, aren't they? Um, which I'm pretty sure they nicked from MLS, if I'm not mistaken. And I think that was where they first coined the idea of derby oh, weekend. Oh yeah, you're right. Um, because I know it's something we've talked about a lot in Scotland, which I would love to see in Scotland because we've got a lot of great derbies. Um, but anyway, this is a Bundesliga show. Um, mine is a derby. Um, at least one set of fans might believe it is. It's Gladbach versus Leverkusen. Uh, I think it's the top spiel on Saturday, if I'm not mistaken. Is it? Um, yeah, it is. Um, I don't know if Gladbach fans consider Lever- Leverkusen a rival. I know a lot of teams around the right area don't like to include Leverkusen in it. Um, but, um, only if they beat them. Yeah, ex- well, exactly. Yeah, that's, that's the old thing. I know that's certainly how Cologne fans tend to look, tend to look at it. Um, and anyone who's been to Cologne or Leverkusen will know that they're it's basically the one city these days. Um, but yeah, I mean, Gladbach is a little further out, so you might be kind of stretching the idea of a derby there. But um, yeah, that's my match of the week, which I'm sure we can talk about why uh, later on in the show. Yeah, minus Bochum against Dortmund. And yes, we'll touch on this when we get to it. Um that's definitely a derby. There's oh, no two ways about it. That is absolutely 100% a derby, and it's going to be a great game, and I, I can't wait to talk about it. But before we get to this, um, Leipzig against Stuttgart. We did a special podcast on Stuttgart this week. Stefan, a deep dive into what VfB have done um, this summer, both on and off the field. So I encourage everyone uh, who hasn't signed up yet to sign up and listen to the show because I think it's quite interesting. Um, and I think we both were quite impressed by what Stuttgart have done on match day one, what they have done off the field to set them up for the season. Um, but this is this is their first big task um, after beating Bochum 5-0. And I think Leipzig will come up with a revenge from last week and um, win this game 2-1. That's my prediction anyways. What do you think? Yeah, I've actually got the exact same result. Um 
I completely agree with you. I feel like this is going to be one of those games that might be heavily dependent on the manner in which both these teams go into the game. I know every football match is to a large extent, but if you were to kind of swap the circumstances around and, to, and say Stuttgart had lost their opening game and Leipzig had won their opening game 5-0, uh, I would be kind of tempted to suggest that uh, you know Stuttgart could maybe steal a win here because Leipzig would be complacent. Um, I don't think that's going to be the case. I think Leipzig um, will be fu- well, not furious, but I think they'll be quite frustrated with the manner in which they weren't able to take points off Leverkusen last weekend. It was a real grudge match. Um, and which I should say, you, Matt Ford, and Chris Williams did a great job of analysing the start of the week. So if you've missed that, go back and listen. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I can't really see Leverkusen, uh, sorry, Leipzig um, just being going into this game with any complacency, really. And I think if they go toe-to-toe with Stuttgart side, they, they should win it. I've, I've gone for 2-1 because I think it'll be a very tight game. But um, I think man for man, Leipzig will be too much for them. Yeah, I, that's that's entirely my thinking too. I think Stuttgart will make a game out of it, but I think Leipzig have too much quality, um, which is just fine. But um, that's that's how I think it's going to go. All right, so per tradition, the next game, Freiburg against Werder Bremen. Uh, if you are newer to the show, I basically, there, there's no preference here. I'm just reading the order of the games off the same way that the Bundesliga.com site has them listed. And they have Freiburg against Bremen listed first. Stefan, what's what's your thought here? Yeah, so you know, I thought Bremen were okay in patches against Bayern, particularly in the second half. But um, you know, on the whole, they didn't really offer anything new. They didn't really offer any inspiration, really at all for me. Um, and I think they go into this game probably thinking they'd be lucky to kind of walk away with you know any real points. Um, Hoffenheim picked up a decent 2-1 win. Uh, sorry, Freiburg picked up a decent 2-1 win over Hoffenheim uh, on the on the opening match day. And, uh, you know, I've got quite a lot of kind of expectations and hopes for Freiburg this season. Um, the squad hasn't been pulled apart. And usually, uh, if recent history in the Bundesliga is to suggest over the last kind of five or ten years, that usually says Christian Strikes teams tend to step up. Um, so I think this would be a good example of them kind of being quite professional and just kind of get the job done. So I've gone for a 2-0 win for Freiburg. Yeah, I've gone for something similar here. I went for a 3-1 win uh, for Freiburg. The the worry I have about Bremen is, uh, and this is, this is something that really worried me against Bayern, is the lack of speed. And um, I think until Navi Keita comes back, that's going to be something that they can continuously going to struggle with. And then, of course, there is this whole story about Fulkrug. Is he gonna is he gonna stay? Is he gonna go? Right. Um. So yeah, it, even kind of worry me at the start of the season, and then think that they're going to suffer another defeat here. So we'll see how it goes. All right. So up next, um, we got Köln against Wolfsburg. Köln pretty impressive against Dortmund. Stefan and that factored into what I was going to predict here they're playing at home against what I think is a really strong Wolfsburg side um, Wolfsburg side that beat Heidenheim 2-0 um, so at this stage at current form I can't really separate the two so I went for 1-1 draw yeah I think that'd be a really tempting um, prediction to be perfectly honest with you both teams obviously had a decent star I know Clone didn't get to take anything from that match but I think anyone watching it would know that they basically played their game plan 
perfectly against Dortmund. Um, and if it wasn't for Daniel Malin literally slipping up and hitting the ball into the back of the net, um, I think they would have probably taken a well-deserved point from that game. I think they go into this game um, under different circumstances, though. I think it's, I think Baumgart's team are one of those sides that are probably very comfortable when the onus to keep the ball, keep possession, and kind of take the game to their opponent um, is on their opponent. They're very comfortable, you know, so they can they can go play the likes of Dortmund or uh, you know a Leipzig or you know more of these kind of top teams, uh, especially away from home perhaps, and they're more comfortable setting in uh, and, and kind of hitting them on the break. I feel like at home against Wolfsburg, although Wolfsburg are obviously a, a, technically a better team, um, you know, a, a flashier squad, bigger stars, etc., etc., uh, I feel like Cologne will probably feel more of an onus to attack, more of an onus to kind of open up, more of an onus to step forward, and... That's why I kind of feel like Wolfsburg might be able to kind of get around them, whereas Dortmund found themselves up against two banks of four, um, or even more, considering the foot, the forwards, the shifts they were putting. Um, so I've gone for a two-one win here because I just think Wolfsburg are going to sneak it, and I think it's going to be a lot more open than the opening day match. Two-one for Wolfsburg. Okay. Well, there you go. Um, yeah, that's an interesting one because, like, I I suspect that Wolfsburg will probably have the majority of possession, but. Um, I can see see why you went with this prediction. All right. Anyways, that's that's that. Um, Bochum against Dortmund. That's my match of the week. I mean, what can I say? <laughs> this is this is a real real derby, right? And with the absence of Schalke, this is the Riviera derby. Um, the biggest match in the Ruhrpott in the most populous area of Germany. And. I'm really excited for this. This is, of course, a game that Dortmund slipped up last year. And when you look back, probably cost them the title. Um, that and the Mainz result, right? And I think that going into this game too, yes, Bochum lost 5-0 on match day one. They are going to be at home. The Ruhrstadion has been a fortress for them. Uh, probably one of the reasons why they did stay up in the Bundesliga last year. I think Dortmund are going to win this, Stefan, but I don't think their performance is going to be much more convincing than last week. And so I think this is going to be a 2-1 win for Dortmund. Mm. Yeah, I've gone for something similar, actually. Um, I think the game will probably depend on how much Bochum take from Cologne's performance against Dortmund last weekend. You know, if they can kind of put on a similar tactics, similar system, similar performance, then... I think we'll probably see Dortmund once again struggle, you know, especially in this ground where, if I'm not mistaken, they struggled last season. Um, and maybe I'm thinking of someone else. Can't remember which game it was. Um, but yeah, Dortmund just looked so flat in that opening weekend. Um, you know, I think I saw some reporting through the week that you know Marco Royce might be dropped because of his poor performances, and it's it's. I, I was actually tempted to kind of make a Twitter thread about all the things that Dortmund did wrong in this game and I decided against it because I thought it's only match day you know there's no point going off on a rant about stuff and fear mongering and all sorts on a, on, on opening match day so I just let it be but it was a game as a performance against Cologne that kind of rung all my alarm bells you know Terzic playing two kind of holding midfielders with Marco Royce as the kind of number 10 
and just the gap between midfield and attack just made things a lot easier for Cologne. Um, and basically the entire point of my thread was going to be that because Dortmund don't have that many playmakers, if you can kind of cut off the ball to Julian Brandt, then you really do cut them off in terms of the supply to the forwards. Cologne knew that, and if Bolcom know that, and if Bolcom can kind of stop that from happening, then I think they'll probably have as much, they'll be able to frustrate rather, um, as much as Cologne did last weekend. Maybe Terzic will kind of learn from that. Maybe Marcel Sabitzer, who I thought had a very quiet game, can maybe kind of pick up. Thought Sebastian Haller also had a very terrible game. He only had one touch the ball in the box for the entire game against Claude, and it was a header. Um, so you know he really has to kind of pick up from that as well. So yeah, I'm, ex- I'm if you're a Dortmund fan, I think you'd be kind of hoping for a much better performance. I think Terzic maybe has to tweak his system, uh, but I think Bochum could really cause issues too. So I've gone for a one 0 win because I think Dortmund will win it, but unless there's a big change in the tactics and system and performances I think it might be another nervy afternoon for Dortmund yeah I think at this stage of the season and uh, I think the same is true for Bayern Munich as well you just want to win right um, if you'd be you just need the points and the 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 teams have changed um, so much that you know Stefan Effenberg made this point on Doppelpass just before it rudely got interrupted by uh Guerrilla advertising for GTA Six, um, <laughs> that that uh, at this stage of the season you just need to win games, and so um, I think that is true for Dortmund as for is it true for all the top sides, and um, I think that's where they're basically at. Of course, at some point, and you know we were slightly criticized for going after Bayern all the time. Um, I want to point out that Dort- I didn't rate Dortmund's performance at all uh, on the on the main show this week either, and I thought that they were very poor and very lucky to win this game, and that they need to do better. Um, this is this is a big this is a big game for them in in a derby where I think they need to set an exclamation mark, and I'm not sure they can do it um, because of the history um, and things that happened last year, right? But you know, listen, maybe they prove us wrong and they come away and they win this game 4-0 and we'll be sitting there on on the, on Sunday when we do the main show or on Monday and say, well, well done. <laughs> so let's yeah. wait and see. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But you make a really good point. You're like, sometimes, especially the start of the season, it is just about getting the points on the table. And, you know, I think I think a couple of players, maybe at Dorbin, that actually made that point. Like, look, it's going to take us a couple of weeks to kind of get, in, get into this, in, into the groove of things. Um. So yeah, I'm 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 certainly not suggesting the sky's falling for Dortmund at all. But yeah, they have to just be aware of banana skins. Totally. Anyways, um, that's my match of the week, and I think everyone should be tuning in on that one. That's the, that's my opinion. The biggest game on that Saturday t- time slot. Anyways, that's the the three thirty six six thirty a.m. in the Pacific, nine thirty in Eastern, and two thirty in if you're in the UK p.m. Um. So yeah, tune into that one. Next up is Heidenheim against Hoffenheim. And Stefan, I guess that's a derby. <laughs> <laughs> if we're labeling this derby weekend, then I guess this is a derby. <laughs> uh, what's your thought here? Yeah, I mean, if, if Heidenheim were going to give any kind of suggestion that they were going to be an upset this season, then they didn't really do a good job of it against Wolfsburg. Um you know, uh, an opening match day. Um, 
not to say that Hoffenheim were much better against Freiburg, but something tells me that, you know, you know, as we've talked about in the previous shows, I, I do kind of feel like Heidenheim are, are going to struggle this season alongside Darmstadt. And, I mean, if Hoffenheim can't take points off this game, then I think they're in real trouble. So I think it's going to be a very tight match. Um, Maybe one for the purists, because I'm not sure it's going to be the best game of this weekend, but I've gone for a 1-0 win uh, from Atarazzo's side. Oh, yeah. So I actually went for a 1-1 draw. Um, I just... Don't I don't know I didn't Hoffenheim didn't convince me on match day one and I think that Heidenheim with the euphoria of this being the first game in the Bundesliga at home. Um, by the way, I learned today that the Voigt Stadium is the highest in Germany at 555 meters. So there, it's a useless fact of the weekend. Uh, <laughs> um, but I also learned today that Wood Weghorst isn't going to be available for this game. So that makes me think that Hoffenheim are still going to struggle for some goals and. If Heidenheim can sneak a goal, I think they're going to get a point here. So, um, yeah. Anyways, uh, I went for a 1-1 draw. Um, it is one for the purists. That's a very, 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 very good way of putting it. I mean, if you really don't want to watch Bochum against Dortmund, that's the one for you, I guess. <laughs> Anyhow, from one promoted side to another, uh, Darmstadt at home against Union Berlin. Um... This is another home opener, but I don't think Darmstadt are going to get anything from this. Union Berlin, impressive on match day one. Um, some some tried to argue that they were lucky because Schwolo saved two penalties. I don't know if that was luck. Uh, I think that Union Berlin were excellent on match day one, and I think they're going to beat Darmstadt 2-0. What are your thoughts here? Yeah, I completely agree. Uh, Behrens, obviously, the man of the match day, arguably, um, calls for him to play in the national team and all sorts. Uh, against a Mainz team that probably should do absolutely fine this season, so definitely impressive. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, I have a stat here that I think sums up just about any kind of how anyone should really look at Union Berlin and perhaps sums up why it does so well in the Bundesliga. Um, today and it is this it's that Union Berlin have lost only two of their last 27 Bundesliga games w- which they went into as pre-match favourites so to in other words Union Berlin almost always win the games they're expected to win um, and I think this is a perfect this is probably the most game well unless they were at home this is probably the most must win game for them that they'll face this season I guess the Darmstadt side who um, you know kind of maybe unfortunate against Frankfurt but ultimately failed so I've gone for a 3-0 win for Berlin for Union Berlin here and I think they're going to win it quite comfortably so put Behrens in true fantasy team is that what you're saying? <laughs> it's what I should do yes it's exactly what I should do Okay, well, there, there you go. Put Behrens into your fantasy team. Um, cycled home after scoring a hat-trick. Yeah. I mean, what a man. <laughs> I, I can already see the build headline. Behrens, Ravel zur Nationalmannschaft. Behrens, cycling to the national team. There you have it. Um, I own the copyright to that build. Don't even go there. <laughs> Anyhow, up next is your match of the week. You already slightly introduced it. Gladbach against Leverkusen. This is a derby, unless Leverkusen wins. Um, so, Stefan, is it going to be a derby? <laughs> um, I'm afraid, going by that, Bruin, it is not 
a derby. Um, I think I was Gladbach. Uh huh. You know, I thought um, Gladbach looked decent. Um, you know, I think they've got a lot going for them. We kind of did. We talked a lot about them in our preview show. Um, you know, maybe a little unfortunate to only get a point against Augsburg. Um, I know that would have been a coupon buster for a lot of people. Um, exciting head coach, exciting young striker, Kvanchara, whose name I still can't pronounce. Thomas. That's Ka- correct. You got it. Thomas Kvanchara. Um, yeah. Perfect. Just stick to that. <laughs> who, who, by the way, is only the second player in the club's history to score twice on a Bundesliga debut. Um, so yeah, glad back have a lot going for them. But I just feel like this weekend they're going to be up against maybe the third, fourth best team in Germany uh, this season. Uh, I thought Leverkusen looked outstanding against Leipzig. Everyone seemed to be firing in all cylinders. Defensively, maybe still a little kind of chaotic, as you'd expect from Leverkusen, but... Yeah, Xabi Alonso just seems to have them really, really well drilled. And I think what we're going to see here is a team pushing for the top four against a team kind of pushing for the top six or top eight. And slim margins maybe, but yeah, I've gone for a 2-1 win uh, for Leverkusen ultimately. Yeah, I actually think it's going to be more decisive than that. Um, I wrote my newsletter about Leverkusen this weekend. I'm really impressed um, what's going on there. I think that they have all the right pieces in place. Um, I think that they have maybe Europe's most exciting young coach in charge. Um, You know, I wrote enthusiastically that this is a team full of talent. Of course, you know, Leverkusen is always a club with the danger of being pulled apart. Uh, by the transfer market, um, I think that they're doing a really good job compensating for the players that have left. And they, you know, you know this better than anyone. Um, there seems to be a really good plan in place there, Stefan. And I think that they're going to steamroll Gladbach and they're going to win this game three 0 um, I have a really good feeling about Leverkusen this year. I think that they're going to excite people. Um, whether they're going to win the title or not, I I don't know. Um, I wouldn't go that far, but I do think that they're going to be quite excited. I think, let's put it that way. I think there's a Good chance Leverkusen will win a title this year. Um, not the title, but a title. Take take it or leave it. Um, but I think that they, I think they're going to lead. They're going to beat Gladbach quite convincingly, which um, both of us agree it means it's not a derby, right? <laughs> yeah, I guess it does mean it's not a derby. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, fine. Anyways, that gets us into Sunday, and we have two more Dasa derbies on Sunday. Uh, the first one is Mainz against Frankfurt. This is the Rhein-Main derby. Um, two cities that a, are connected by an S-Bahn. That's how close they are together. But are in two different Länder or states. Um, Mainz, the capital of Rheinland-Pfalz. And Frankfurt, a big city in Hessen. Anyways, um, my thoughts here were that I can't really separate those teams at this stage. Frankfurt struggled a little bit in the uh, Conference League uh, playoff, which... At this stage, German teams always seem to do uh, against Levski Sofia, a 1-1 draw away. I, I, I reckon they will get the job done at home, but still, you know, that leaves some question marks. Um, Stefan, Kolomuani is still there. We don't know if he's still there when this game takes place. Um, there's no movement whatsoever, it seems. I think I, I couldn't put these two teams apart, but I, was, I expect goals, so I went for a 2-2 draw. Yeah, I've actually gone for something similar. I've gone for a 1-1 draw. Um, two teams that I thought probably disappointed on the whole in on the match day one. Um, you know, Frankfurt just looked really quite flat against Darmstadt. Um, I know Kolomani got his goal, but 
you know, you just kind of look at that front line. You've got Colomani up front. You've got Lindstrom in support. Two players who have been heavily linked with departures the last couple of weeks. I kind of led to believe the Lindstrom story uh, is a little over-exuberant. He will be staying, but he had he didn't look like his best at all last weekend. Um, and a Mainz side who, as we know, got completely disbanded by Union Berlin. So... I'm not really... I mean, I don't think this is going to be a high-scoring game, which usually means it will be, so make sure you tune in on Sunday afternoon to it. Um, but, yeah, I've gone for a 1-1 draw because I think both teams look a little um, undercooked, shall we say, at this moment of the season. Yeah, the Empfindungsphase is the J in German, in the finding process. I think that is a very good way of putting it. Um, they're still trying to figure out who they are and where they are in the in the standings. I think they ultimately both will be fine this season, uh, even though I think they're both kind of in a weird transition phase. But um, yes, this is this is going to be an interesting game um, and a game I think where both of them still trying to figure out what they are this year. Um, I think who they are and what they are is going to be a much easier for this final game of the match day which is another derby. It's Bayern Munich against Augsburg. What's your thoughts here, Stefan? Yeah, this feels like a pretty um, standard affair uh, for Bayern, if I'm being perfectly honest with you. it's. I think we went through a period, um, I think it was the season before last, where Bayern, for one reason or another, kept finding themselves the final game on the match day. And... People began to complain on Twitter because it was usually these kind of games in which they're against a relegation team or, you know, a team that would always go to struggle against Bayern and people were complaining that it, because the Sunday night games are always on television in the UK, and I'm sure they are in the same other parts of the world because it's just that time of the weekend, um, people were always complaining that, you know, why can't we have the big derbies on a Sunday night where there's actually a bit of a competition because more often than not, it'd be the only... German football game that people would tune into all week and they'd just watch Bayern win 4 or 5 nil. it wouldn't change their opinions on the league and you know everyone would go on about their lives and this kind of has that kind of same vibe to it um, I think Augsburg might cause some issues I've, I've actually suggested they will score just because um, you know Bayern still don't look 100% at the back um, you know obviously goalkeeping is still an issue it's not that's still probably at this moment in time the goalkeeper is probably their biggest weak link and uh, now that I think about it uh, but yeah I think Bayern are going to score plenty of goals in this uh, I don't think they're going to struggle at all really so I've gone for a 3-1 win for Bayern mm, yeah there's some interesting team news coming into this match day which means I have to make a change to my fantasy team I have to take Jama Musiala off he's out for several weeks um, the natural in the inclination would be to put Thomas Müller there, right? But reports have suggested it's going to be Leroy Sané playing as the number 10 um, behind Harry Kane, which I think is fascinating. Of course, the two combined really well for that first goal against Bremen, right? Um, so I think that is... Keep that in mind when you put your team together this week that, you know, Musiala is definitely out. Um, and it's going to be quite interesting to see um, Leroy Sané play there. Um, maybe also in terms... Of, one thing that I would keep an eye on, uh, Daniel Peretz has played his last game for Maccabi Tel Aviv, um, but essentially moments um, after we record this podcast, right? Um, and he has confirmed, or Maccabi Tel Aviv have confirmed that he's now going to head to Bayern Munich. Insane that they let him play a final game before 
letting this transfer go through, hey. Like, imagine he, like, gets injured in this game, in a Conference League game against Celtic. <laughs> um, that would be 7 million euros gone right there. But um, I, I'm curious to see if Ulreich or Peretz is the starter in this game. I, I really can't tell by the time of the recording. I think we're going to get a better idea closer to the, to the to the game. But, yeah, those are a few things to watch out for. But ultimately, I went for Bayern win 4-0. So should be pretty easy. Yeah, it's 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 a shame that the kind of weekend's going to finish up on that. But um, yeah, I don't think anyone's going to hold it against Augsburg for not picking up points at the Allianz Arena. So it's it's Bayern have had a relatively easy start to, of the, uh, the 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 season, but I'm sure they'll have bigger tests to come. I mean, they did last year too. We still got an exciting season. Remember the amount of goals that they scored last year to start the season, and all of a sudden there was four games where they drew. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't pay too much attention to it. I am, I am super curious about Sunny and Kane playing behind one another. I, I am curious to see how that works out. Well, um, yeah, like you said, it worked so well in the last game, and I was actually um, doing some TV work, and I mentioned that point that perhaps the most encouraging thing for. Bayern fans in that opening game wasn't so much the Kane scored but the manner in which he set up Sani for his goal um, you know and if the two of them can form that kind of you know Hyungmin Song Kane uh, Harry Kane partnership that they had at Tottenham if they can form something similar to that then obviously that would be absolutely devastating No there's been it's it's been really really interesting seeing Kane's first week at Bayern and I mean he's inserted himself into that hierarchy so quickly Right. Um. I mean, you see videos of him with Thomas Müller playing together. I don't know if they have played a round of golf yet together, but that's been a big story. Um, it seems like he's adapted really quickly to the dressing room and the dressing room to him. Um, which is, I think, if you're a Bayern fan, really encouraging. Um, because I think that was a bit of a question mark, right? But yeah, he seems to fit in super well. Um, I guess good players recognize good players. That's always been the case, and I. I think, too, that Bayern players like him a little bit better than Lewandowski, who came across a little cold. I think that's the one thing that kind of surprised me about Kane, too. He was very open after his first game um, against uh, Bremen. You know, he he stopped for the fans to take selfies, and um, he kind of seems to do this video journal after every game where he, like, kind of <laughs> tells his experiences of living in Germany, which is really fascinating, too, so... Yeah, he's doing everything to endear himself to his new surrounding, which is a positive thing to see. Um, anyways, that's the final match wrapped up. Um, as always, this show is brought to you by Bet Online in association with Get German Football News. Stefan, this time I actually remembered to mention them twice because um, <laughs> they're awesome. Um, just for you know, sharing this podcast, um, counting our predictions, all that kind of stuff. Um, finally, remember, please, to set up your fantasy Bundesliga team. Remember, there is prices, right, Stefan? Um, should we remind people what they are? There's shirt for first place, second place is a match ball, and third place is a mini ball. So remember to sign up and find our league. It's the official Gegenpressing Liga. Anyways, any final thoughts before we wrap this up? No, just looking forward to a good weekend of football. Hopefully uh, my fans' football team doesn't let me down. I should say, by the way, I haven't checked the predictions, but I think I got all but two of them right last weekend, if my if my betting coupon is anything to go by. So I might be losing the battle uh, with the fancy football, but I might be winning the war. 
Uh, I might lose my title. My title run is going to end. <laughs> Anyways, let's, I can't wait to see the, 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 the roundup. The, the Get German Football guys always posted uh, ahead of the match day. So I'm curious to see where we're at. Anyways, that's it. Enjoy the match day. We'll be back next week. Until then, auf Wiedersehen. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. Our house is a mess. Come on in. I'm Amber Wallen, internet comedian, plant queen, and host of your new favorite podcast, Fly on the Wild. Okay, that's pretty presumptuous to assume that this is going to be their favorite podcast, by the way. Like, come on, Amber. Anyway, that wasp that you just heard interrupt me is my husband. And co-host, Benjamin Wallen, also a comedian, and I host people at our home. I have a great wine collection in my cellar. Well, you it's mean cellar. the mini fridge. Yeah, it's a mini yeah, it's fridge. It's a mini yeah. fridge. New episodes of Fly on the Wallen drop every Wednesday. Listen in as we discuss relationships, books, and keeping our sweet baby kid alive while we make laughs on the internet. Subscribe to Fly on the Wallen wherever you get your podcasts.